De C De C. My name is Ival. I'm from Israel. I'm 24. So men and women from the age of 18 need to do military service. Men do three years. Women do two years. Today is actually changing for everyone to serve two and a half years. Of course, when you start the army, you go to boot camp. You don't decide where you go even one time throughout the day. You have a commander who tells you what to do, where to go, when to shower, when to eat, when to wake up. I was born knowing that every Israeli goes to the army. I also grew up knowing that some people don't go. Going to the army is a big part of Israeli culture. The same way it's a big step in life to go to college. For us, it's also a big step in life to go to the army. A lot of parents are excited for it because it's a sign of reaching a certain age. The same way they're very excited when we have our bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs. Because everyone goes to the army. Someone who didn't go to the army, even though he could, Just someone who is healthy and just doesn't want to go because he doesn't want to go is extremely frowned upon. I guess in Israel, you know, you meet people, one of the first questions that come up is, and where did you serve in the army? And it will come up in interviews, it will come up with friends. I guess today less, it becomes less and less important, but eventually also today, if you go to an interview, they ask you, what did you do in the army? And you said, I didn't do the army. And they will ask why. And your reason will be, I didn't want to. People will look at you as lazy. So we actually view it as if you can imagine we all need to push a rock. And everyone's pushing a rock. And some people physically cannot, so that's okay. But if one person just doesn't want to, and it just sits on the side and watches people struggling, that's going to be very frowned upon. It's not that hard if you don't want to do the army. You know, a lot of people decide for many reasons they don't want to do the army. Whether it's they simply don't want it, it could be political as well. Then people will try and get a note from a doctor explaining why he's not capable of serving. Some people just say, if I go to the army, I'll kill myself. So people have a lot of tactics for not going. Some people, for example, they just arrive at boot camp and then they discover, I don't want to do this. I would say it's very hard to get out of the army when you're in it already. But yeah, it was funny and unfunny, I guess, the stuff people did. One very funny story. A very common thing is to pretend you're insane. So we were in the base. It's a very strict place. And his name was Shoam. Shoam was not there. And the commander was shouting, where is Shoam? Where the hell is Shoam? And then in, in this weird voice, Shoam is like, hey, commander. And we turn around and we see Shoam with a chicken in his hand. None of us have any idea where he got this chicken. And he was like, hey, commander, did you meet my wife? This is my wife and I love her. As if he's actually crazy. Every single base has a psychologist that you can go talk to if you want. So he went to the psychologist and introduced the chicken as his wife. And they had an argument because the psychologist said that it's actually his wife and he wants his wife back. I guess that's a tactic of the psychologist just calling him out on his bullshit, you know? But yeah, you have people um, coming to the psychologist with ants and starting counting them. Just doing really random, surreal stuff. None of them ever managed to get kicked out. What they had to do is repeat boot camp, so. But this guy, I think one story that is not, for me was not funny, was like, okay, cross the line, this guy really wants out. He just took like eight redolins. Redolin is like a pill for concentration, it's like Adderall. So he took eight redolins and five pills of that. Like just took as much pills as he could. I guess not to kill himself, he wanted to go to the hospital and he wanted to seem as insane, but he was really devoted for that. So yeah, he puked everything to take him to the hospital. I actually don't know what happened with him afterward, but it's not a funny story. Showers in the military is a special experience. I remember the first week 
in boot camp, you know, everything is very new. And showers in the military are open. I never shower in the soil with other people. So it took me a week to shower. First week, I didn't shower for a whole week. But eventually, you want to go shower with people because it's a so social event. You have friends who are like, where are you? I want to go shower. It's like, yeah, wait uh, 20 minutes, I'm going to go shower with you. You shower next to each other so you can talk. And I guess being naked in front of other people becomes a very comfortable thing to do. Boys and girls don't shower together. The army is very, very strict on separation. Boys are not allowed under any circumstances into where the, the girls live and vice versa. The only ones who can enter are specific people. They shout when they enter. I want to have that sense of privacy. Showers, you always go with flip-flops. You don't know who was there. You don't know what they did there. Hygiene, cleaning is up to you. You don't trust everyone to clean. So you always go with flip-flops. Everyone go with flip-flops. You don't want to touch the walls. You don't want to touch anything besides the, the faucet. Even that, you somehow try to clean your head. It's just, I don't want to touch these walls. So for three years, I showered without touching any wall. Toilets, <laughs> you know, toilets are usually okay. The problem is if there's a, I would say, a disaster in the toilet, no one wants to clean it. So ever since I remember, there was one toilet that was horrible. You can imagine how masculinity is a thing. Like, it's important in the army appearing more masculine. And I just remember in my head, like, the vibe of, like, super masculine guys without shirts and, and just uh, everyone in uniform. But all of a sudden, there was, like, a, a moth entered the room. And I remember how, within one second, the whole room was quiet. And then everyone just looked at the moth. And the panic that went through the room, you just see these men in uniform just falling. And one guy fell over the ground, and everyone just stepped over him as if as if it's like a war zone i just looked back to that and it was so funny i remember another story so god if you hear this if you hear this it's no me i know of course you will not so there was a guy in the army he was very very clean no one wants other people sitting on your bed your bed in the army is the only like actual private area you have he had so many double standards he didn't want anyone touching his bed but he sat on everyone's bed we called him out on that he said yeah, but you're not as aesthetic as me, you're not as clean as me. And that annoyed everyone. One day, he was not in the room, and one guy was just pissed at him, I guess. Uh, someone just took his pillow and threw it on the ground. Like as an act of rebellion. And then he kicked it. And it's slowly just escalating more and more, and we started having pictures of everything. And so there was a picture of a guy sitting completely naked on his bed, reading a newspaper. Someone took his towel and just wiped his ass with it. And we knew that if he would ever figure out one of us would be dead, probably. I think when people ask if the army a lot of time was fun, was it bad, was it nice, I always say I'm happy it's over, but I miss it a lot because I think the friendships you make uh, in the army and the connection you make with people are amazing. Every single night, you, you know, you sleep in a room with eight people, but you become so close to them and the, the jokes you have together, every night is funny, every, and that's something I miss. Like I would literally pay to have a couple more nights like this.